great faith. Great faith in wrong things. Great faith in wrong things results in emptiness and ashes. Great faith in wrong things results in emptiness and ashes. Think about that. So you need to put your faith out there where it's going to be productive for you. Amen? So Father, we thank you, Lord, as we look to your word, that you open each and every one of our hearts and eyes this morning to receive this word, Father God, that we, as we receive this word, would put into practice immediately in our lives. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we are, the last weekend of November. And just a few days, we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving Day. Amen. Thanksgiving Day is the ultimate holiday for celebrating the gifts from God. Think about that. Why do we celebrate Thanksgiving in the United States? It has become an all-important American holiday. Our country's forefathers had the wisdom and foresight to implement Christian Judeo values into our nation's heartbeat. So we're going to look at Thanksgiving this morning. Uh, Thanksgiving Day, as we know it, began in the early 1600s when settlers came together to give thanks to God for their faith, for their survival, and for the uh, fertility of their fields. The most widely known early Thanksgiving is that of the pilgrims in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Or I get that right. Who, fa who feasted, pardon me, for three days. So how many of you are having a feast at your home for three days? <laughs> okay. Uh, it was with the uh, Wanapago Indians in 1621. Okay, I'll give you a little history. Then in 1789, there was a proclamation by President George Washington, who called on the people of the United States to acknowledge God and established that, that established a government for safety and happiness. Uh, to do so, they would observe a day of thanksgiving, devoting a day to public thanksgiving and prayer. Did we say... Happy Thanksgiving, but how many of you have to say Happy Thanksgiving and prayer? Mm, okay. Then, in, then uh, in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed that Thanksgiving Day should be observed on the last Thursday of November as a national holiday of thanksgiving and praise to our beloved Father who dwells in the heavens. So now we have... Uh, thanksgiving and prayer, and now we have thanksgiving and praise. Unfortunately, we just say thanksgiving and turkey, you know, and all. <laughs> okay. Uh, and since I mentioned turkey, turkey anybody? 
turkey has become a tradition for Thanksgiving because at the time it was a rare treat. In the 1830s, 1830s, a 8 to 10 pound turkey or bird as we call it today uh, would cost a full day's wage. Wow. And it's still celebrated as uh, special because they got specials on turkeys. <laughs> okay. So we're going to look at uh, Thanksgiving the Christian way. All right. So turn with me to the book of Psalms. Psalms. Psalms chapter 103. Psalms 103. And uh, we'll begin in Psalms 103 from the King James. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, if you notice the songs that we, uh, the first part of the service, we were singing, the theme was praise. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So all those songs just fit in today perfectly. Praising God. Now, uh, many of the Psalms were written by David, King David. And, uh, you know, he was a quiet individual. Uh, when they brought the ark into Jerusalem, every ten feet they, would ha they had a sacrifice before the Lord. Now, that's a lot. But how did David react when they brought... The ark of God entered Jerusalem. He was quiet. He was reserved. His wife was mad at him because he was so quiet and reserved. No, he, he danced wildly. Uh, he shouted wildly. And if you read the Psalms, uh, some of us should have read, read the Psalms if you went through the Bible this year. The Psalms were all, I mean, just it's a shout for joy. Amen. Give praise and honor to the Lord. I mean, it was, you know, it, it wasn't, David didn't say, okay, guys, let's praise the Lord. Let's be quiet about it. Don't let the enemy know that we're praying and praising God. No, he, he had them what? Shout for, I mean, when David got into praise and worship, he was wild. You know, uh, you know, some of you think that Laurel's a little bit <laughs> wild, <laughs> dancing up and down, and, and same with Mike sometimes. Mike gets, you know, really going. I mean, that's letting your whole body know that you want to praise the Lord. And that's letting God know, hey, I'm going to praise you with everything I got. Not just my hands, not just by my lips, but my entire body. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
As Christians, our thanksgiving and praise points us to our Redeemer, our Savior, our Lord, and our God. This Psalms 103 gives us a secret to victory and the joy of a Christian life. You're going to have to read that psalm, especially the first um, uh, five verses there. Now, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. And normally we pray, O Lord, bless my soul. I'm in need of a blessing today, Lord. Bless my soul. But look at the psalmist. David lets, gets down on his knees and say, Oh, my soul, bless the Lord. He raised himself into a, an elevated position of praise and adoration to the Lord God Almighty. The element of praise, adoration, and worship I believe, can change your life completely. The element of praise, adoration, and worship can change your life completely. Think about David. Anybody, think about Paul. What happened to him? He, he wasn't just a quiet person either. I mean, they threw rocks at him. And he still prays. He, walked, he got back up, threw him outside the city, thinking he was dead. He got it back up and walked back in the city. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm here. Listen, I'm bringing you the good news of the gospel. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalms 103. Praise the Lord and count your blessings. These words are full of life and energy. Your words of praise, worship, and adoration are full of life and energy if you let it go. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's a lot of energy expelled. You can't do it that way. All the psalms, most of the psalms are filled with praises. Let's Keep your marker there, and let's go to, let's back up in the book of Psalms and find Psalm 66. That's Psalm 66. What is David saying here? Psalm 66, beginning with verse 1. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. Make a joyful noise unto God, all the earth. Sing forth the honor and glory of His name. Make his praise glorious. Uh-oh. Say to God how awesome and fearfully glorious are your works. Through thy greatness of your power shall your enemies submit themselves to you with frain and reluctant obedience. All the earth shall bow down to you and sing praises to you. They shall praise your name in song. Selah, pause. And calmly, think about that. I don't think you can be calm. David was not calm when he thought about, wow, glory to God, praise God, hallelujah. Amen. Things are going to happen. That's right. Amen. 
Verse 5, come and see the works of, of God and see how to save his people. He smites their foes. He is terrible in his doings towards the children of men or the, the wicked. Amen. Glory to God. We sang, sunrise, I'm going to praise his name. Some said, I'm going to praise his name. And we're usually saying, oh man, this, I'm glad this day's over. You know, no praise. We need to praise God. This is the day he, this is the day he made. We shall rejoice. What? Rejoice. rejoice. Some of you got, I could say the devil's got your tongue. You can't even move. <laughs> praise the Lord. Rejoice. Amen. This is what Thanksgiving is all about. Praising God. Amen. Hallelujah. How forgetful are we? If we would be thankful to God, we would think about all His benefits. It says, forget not all His benefits. Let the shouts of gratitude ring out from out of your hearts, through your lips. Hello. It's a daily thing. It should be a daily thing. If we do not let thanksgiving, the adoration, the praise come forth from our lips, doleful notes of criticism, despair, uh, fault-finding will come into your life and silence the joyful notes of praise and thanksgiving. Now, Israel fell into this trap while they were in the wilderness. So let's turn, let's go all the way back in the Old, further back in the Old Testament. Find the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 14. Now, when, when they went out of Egypt, how'd they go? Boy, we're free, we're free, at free at last. And what were they carrying with them? The gold and silver and everything and clothing. I mean, they had everything. I mean, they were loaded down. I'm free. I'm free. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good one. The promised land. And something happened. Numbers chapter 14. Verse 1. And all the congregation lift up their voice and cried and the people wept that night. Oh boy, here we go. And all the children murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God that we would have died? Oh, pardon me. Would, or would God we will have died in this wilderness? Well, they got, their, they got what, what they are speaking. How many are getting what we speak? The wrong side. Don't, don't watch yourself. Watch your tongue. Learn, learn to bite your tongue. If you're going to bite your tongue, don't bite your tongue. Praise with your tongue. Amen. Something goes bad. Praise God. He's going to deliver me out of this. There's a way God sees. I might not see it right away, but I praise God for what I'm going through because I'm going to the other side. It may take a little. The journey may be a little rough, but praise God. He's seeing me through. You can be just like Joseph. I mean, you're 
thrown, thrown in the pit? Praise God. Hallelujah. He's taken by, by the uh, traitors there and thrown into Egypt. And he's thrown into Potiphar's house. And he's a lowly slave there. And pretty soon he rises up and praise God. Thank you, Lord. I've got a good place. I've got a good sleep. You know, I've got a good job. And Potiphar's wife tells a lie, and then he gets thrown into prison, and he starts all over. And all the prisoners say, who are you, Hebrew boy? What are you doing, Hebrew boy? And thank, he says, Lord, I thank you. I'm a Hebrew boy. I'm blessed. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm blessed. And what happens? He rises to the top. And then he gets to be second in command to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, you're only second in command by name or position. But actually, you're running the country. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice he didn't say, well, I got this interpretation. Oh, Pharaoh, this is the way it goes. No, my God has given me the input. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's giving me the, the words for your dream. Right. He gave God the glory. He praised God. And how are we doing things? Oh, Lord, you know, things are bad. So that's Numbers, that's numbers 14, too, that we just talked about in the wilderness. So we should learn a valuable lesson according to 1 Corinthians. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. This is why we read about people that are making mistakes. Hebrews chapter 10. Not Hebrews, I'm pardon me. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 11. Oh, let's go up to verse uh, 9. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 9. Neither let, uh, let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempt and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur as, ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Verse 11. Now all these things happen to them for examples that and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world has come. So the, all, the, all, all the bad things are even written for us to learn. Don't murmur and complain. We need to, what? Praise God. Have thanksgiving, adoration to the Lord. Amen? Now, when you are giving thanks, adoration, and praise to, praises to God, it pleases Him. Hallelujah. Let's go back to the book of Psalms. This time, Psalms chapter 22. What is God doing? What is God doing? Psalms chapter 22. Oh, glory to God. In Psalms chapter 22. Verse 3. I'm going to read from the Amplified. That's Psalms 22, verse 3. But you are holy. O you who dwell in the holy place where the praises of Israel are offered. God inhabits the praise of his people. Amen. Amen. In other words, God rejoices when you're praising him. 
Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's, let's find out something else. Let's now go to the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Oh, God says, he, he's, when we're praising Him, things happen. Look what happened here. Look what happened. Hebrews chapter 2, beginning with verse 10. For it became Him who from all things and by whom all things in brings many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Verse 11. For both he that sanctifieth and, and they which who are sanctified are all one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call him them brethren. So speaking of Jesus here, he's calling us brethren because we are able to praise. So what else does he do? Verse 12. Saying, I will declare thy name unto the brethren in the midst of the church, and I will sing praises unto thee. Oh, glory to God. He's saying, this is, these are my people. This is my brothers and sisters. We are praising God. So when we're praising God, guess who else is praising? It says, Jesus is singing along with us. Well, they don't have to get some excitement out of you someplace. I mean, do I have to get the fire department out here and ring a bell or something and get you up? <laughs> Jesus sings with us. Amen. When we call the hosts of heaven to sing with us, guess what? Who's, who's right there with us singing? He said, Father, I, I, I'm singing with, with my brothers and sisters unto you. The glory, the thanksgiving, the praise goes all unto you. And God is pleased. Oh, wow, glory to God. The joyful sounds of thanksgiving will upend the enemy. The joyful sounds of thanksgiving and praise will upend the enemy. Turn with me now to the book of Second. Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Chronicles chapter 20. Well, some of you know where we're headed. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Glory to God. Verse 21. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. And when he had consulted the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. Okay, we're singing unto the Lord. There's a praise and worship here going on that they should praise the beauty of His holiness as they went out before the army and to, and to say, Praise the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. That's praise and glory. Hallelujah. That's thanksgiving. Look what happened. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and the Mount Sir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Wow. Glory to God. We need, when, when you're in trouble, when the enemy comes against you, you need to start praising God because the enemy, he's going to push the enemy out of the way. He'll smite the enemy and you'll be up there. You'll continue to praise God. I thank you, Lord. I went through that. I'm blessed because of it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing on me to praise and worship you. Amen. Oh, think about it. This is, this is Thanksgiving. A praise life, or a praise life in relationship with God is meaningful. He likes the praises of his people. It keeps your life from going or doing waste, wasteful things. 
Praise and worship keeps your life from doing wasteful things. God gives His people a purpose for living. He gives you meaning for living. Our lives have eternal significance. Glory to God. A praise life has no regrets. A praise life has no regrets. You can't regret when you're praising God. How can you be sad, mopey, and dopey? When you're praising God, yeah, glory to God. Amen. Hey, I might have my problems here, but glory to God. I see the end. God says, I, I'm more than a conqueror. If I don't get it through here, I'm, I know I'm on the other side. Amen. But praise God. He says, as I go through, through things here, I'm blessed and I praise you because you, you said, by your stripes I'm healed. Amen. Whatever I put my hand to shall prosper. Oh, glory to God. God, through praise and worship, gives you satisfaction. Wow, glory to God. Turn back with me to the book of Psalms once again. And this time we're going to go to Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Oh, look at this. When you praise God, are you ready for this? You better highlight this in your Bible if you don't have it highlighted. I don't think many of you do. Psalms 115, verse 12. The Lord has been mindful of us. Of us. The Lord's mindful of you because you're praising Him. And He will bless us. Well, then you say, well, it's only for, for the house of Israel. Well, you've been, you've been adopted into the house of God. Amen. So that's, that's for you. He's mindful. He's watching you. Amen. And he wants to bless us. Amen. Boy, that's something to praise God about. Think, think about all day today. Boy, you're watching me. You're, you're mindful of me. You, you want to bless me. What are you going to bless me? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to praise you for it ahead of time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, there's turn to uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 29 now. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 20. Far too many Christians lose out because they fall into the same rut that the Israelis fell into, saying they say one thing and they do another thing. How many how many's ever did that in their life? You say you're going to do something and well, you don't do it. Look what God says. We ought to say, we're if, I, if I were to have you all stand up and we'll take an oath every day we're going to praise God at 9 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning, when you get up first thing in the morning, each and every one of you, I had, if I made you a vow, you would make a vow, a promise to God. Every time you got up in the morning, you would say, praise God, hallelujah, this is the day you've, you've made, I'm, I'm blessed. How many would do that every day? Yeah, well, some of you would. Some of you, well, why? He's mindful of us. He's watching us. If we do those, do those things, if, if you're willing and obedient to do those things, you shall eat the good of the land. Amen. Oh, glory. You found Isaiah chapter 29. We said uh, that the uh, Israelis fell into this thing, saying one thing and doing another. So sometimes we say things and uh, we don't fulfill what we say. But this, this is what the Lord says about 
those and us that don't do what we need to do. So that's Isaiah chapter 29, looking at verse 13. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, oh, glory to God, there's a praise and worship, and with their lips, do they honor me? Oh, there it is. We are honoring God. Hallelujah. But they have removed their heart far from me. In other words, your praise and worship is null and void because you're not doing it with your heart. Oh, I have to do it. Oh, here it is, praise and worship time, and I'm tired. I was up all night. The cats and dogs were biting and scratching and all that type, and I had to, you know, and I don't feel like praising God this morning. Uh-oh. see, but have removed their heart from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the precepts of men. Oh, well, we need to, do, you know, we're not honoring God as we should. We're following men's, well, man will say, well, it's all right not to praise God because, you know, we're having a bad time. Everybody should be sad and gloomy because it's a bad time. No, God says, praise the Lord. Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul. Not murmur and complain, O my soul, but bless the Lord, O my soul. Glory to God. You cannot be anxious or worried while you're praising God. You cannot be anxious or worried while you're praising God. While you are blessing the name of the Lord, who has promised to provide all your needs out of His riches, glory to God, and has promised never to leave you nor forsake you. Well, that's glory to God. You got Him. 24-7. Hallelujah. Even when we're not even thinking about him, he's there with us. He's wanting to do something for you. We have to speak it out. Start and bring it from the heart. Okay, glory to God. You cannot be discouraged or be in dis... Pardon me. Disturbed. <laughs> Discouraged or be in despair when you are praising the one who will work out all good things for you. You cannot be filled with criticism, fault-finding, while you're praising him, the one who forgives you of your iniquities. Wow, how many times have we... We go to the Lord, we got, we're just got a, a tongue that's, like the Indians say, forked tongue. You can't do have that. God says if, if you will begin to bless his name, to praise his name, and to give thanks to him, that worry, anxiety, discouragement, despair, fear, and all things will disappear in your life. And your life will be like renewed like the eagle's. Wow. Psalms 103, 1 through 5. Now I'm going to give you some practical suggestions for praising God this morning. Are you ready? Be aware. One, forget not his benefits. We need to start thinking, God, thank you, Lord. I got the breath of life in me. I got excellent health. 
you know, some of us may be having some uh, physical issues. You know, we get colds and, you know, all that time. You get injured or something. Thank you, Lord. I got breath in my life to give you praise. Amen. Every breath I have, I can praise you with. And if we'll begin to do that, guess what? Your body is going to start to, boy, that feels, that's, that's it. I've been strengthened by God. Amen. The weak shall say, I am strong. But we gotta, we got to start thinking it and speaking it and believing it from our heart. Two, we have to be honest. Oh, here's what a lot of people get. You can't be phony. Don't put up an act. Oh. Phony Christians turn off people, and it turns off God when you're a phony Christian. Third thing we need to do, we need to be grateful. There's nothing like that encourages praise with gratitude and a thankful heart. We need to be grateful. Four, is this number four? One, two, three, four. Grateful, that's four. Be vocal. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. Forget not all of Tell someone. That's being vocal. Sing praises to him. Bless you. You need to sing praises unto him. Bless someone with your testimony. Well, you know, I had that problem. But glory to God. I know what you've gone through. I've gone through it myself. But I, I'm over the... Over the top. Because God's on my side. He says, I'm an overcomer. These, these things that you see are nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Five, be natural. Praise God in a way that's natural for you. That's not being mean, meaning a silent prayer either or silent praise. Glory to God. Always, number last one, always be consistent. Make it a part of your everyday experience to praise God, to worship God, to thank Him. Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. Be, be consistent. Yes, Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5 needs to be established every day in our lives putting ourselves in God's presence daily with your thanksgiving, praise, and adoration, you will find yourself walking in life's covenant blessings that are provided especially for you each and every day of the year. Glory to God. You know, there's a place where Jesus said, if I don't get praise, the rocks are going to cry out. If we had a rock here, I could put the rock up here. We'll see. There's a rock. And if you don't praise the Lord, the rock will. Now we say that, that guy's dumb as a rock. But the rocks are pretty smart if they can praise God and you keep your mouth shut. So we need to praise God. Don't let the rocks cry out. You need to say, no rock is going to take my place. 
No dumb rock's going to take my place. I'm going to praise God. Hallelujah. May you have, finally, may you have a great thanksgiving each and every day of this year and the years to come. All right, we got a quiz. Are you ready? The question was, who was, anybody? Who was a Haman? That goes back to the book of Esther. So, come here, Esther. I know you're in here. <laughs> Esther, chapter 3. Who was Haman? Can anybody tell me? Haman was Esther's uncle? Oh, no. <laughs> Okay. Amen. Amos. <laughs> Esther. <laughs> Esther, chapter 3. <laughs> After these things did King Azariah promote Haman, the son of whoever his name is, the what? Agonite. And advanced him and set a seat above all the princes that were before him, over, over with him. So Haman was an Agonite, or actually a Malachite. A Malachite is what you find out. And let's go to find out about these Amalekite people a little bit. Uh, keep your marker there. And I want to all go back to the book of Exodus. We're going to find out something about Exodus. And Exodus is about these Amalekites. Exodus chapter 17. Now, Israel is going through the desert. And here we see in Exodus chapter 17, verse, looking at verse 8. Then came Am Amalekite and fought with Israel in Rephidim. All right. So the Amalekites were right after Israel's out, out in the desert. They, they don't have any weapons. They have gold and all this other good stuff. They, they, they didn't come out there with weapons. And the Amalekites are out there. We're going to get these guys. So God doesn't like that. Or didn't like it, okay? Uh, look at, um, still there. Let's look at verse 14. And the Lord said, this is um, Exodus chapter 17, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will put... Utterly put out the remembrance of Amalekite from under heaven. So God is going to what? Clean house with these people. Because they attacked Israel. Okay. And, and Haman is an ancestor of the Amalekites. Okay. Um, now I'll go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 25. Find out a little bit more about the Alamakites. Chapter 25. God is speaking. 
Deuteronomy chapter 25, looking at verse 17. Remember what the Alamagite did unto thee by the way when you were coming out of Egypt. Wow, so God says, I remember these people. And you will too. Verse 19. Therefore it shall be, when the Lord thy God hath given thee rest from all thy enemies round about in the land which the Lord thy God hath given thee for the inheritance to possess it, that thou shalt, not, thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalekites from under heaven. Thou shalt not forget it. So here we go. Queen Esther. And Haman is a what? Amalekite. An enemy to Israel. Amen. Uh, let's go to let's go to 1 Samuel right now. 1 Samuel chapter 15. First Samuel chapter 15, looking, beginning verse 1. And Samuel also said to Saul, King Saul, The Lord sent me to, to anoint thee to be king over the people, over Israel. Now wherefore hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amakai did to Israel, how he had waited for them on the way when he came out from Egypt. Verse 3, Now go and smite Amakai, or all of them, Get rid of these people and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and women, infant and suckling, oxen, sheep, uh, camel and ass. So God says, take care of these people. Wow. Well, you, get on bad, you don't want to get on bad, God's bad side. I tell you what, bad things happen. Okay. Now, where do the Amalekites come from? Amorites come from, there you go, Esau, very good. All right, what did Mordecai do that King Saul failed to do? This is the last part. What did Mordecai do that King Saul failed to do? What was King Saul, wanted, what was required, Samuel told King Saul to do what to those Amorites? Eliminate them. And apparently he didn't do a good job because here, here in the book of Esther, we have an Amalekite. And uh, um, Haman was of the royal family. He, ha he could trace his lineage back to the royal family of the Amalekites. Well, he was a big thing. All right? That's right. And guess who, who, who had to do the job? No, the king. King Agai. Samuel says, Saul, give me your sword. <laughs> but there were still Amalekites. They didn't kill them all. We find out, you know. So, Mordecai gets in good with the king, the good king, Esther's husband, and he says, we're going to destroy anybody that's going to try to destroy us. Guess who was, who was uh, 
going to be the next ones. Haman was hanged on his own gals and his six sons. Removed them out of position. And the other ones too. Wow. So don't get on, go get on the bad side of God. <laughs> amen. Amen. All right. Are you ready for next week's quiz? David acted like he was insane. Why did David act insane and, and who did he act insane in front of? 1 Samuel chapter 21. You'll find out the answers there. Oh, glory to God. Always give thanks to God. Amen. Anybody need prayer this morning? Okay, we have someone to. If we need prayer, we will do so.